Welcome to Hello Church. This is the episode finale of season two of Hello Church. We've been talking about the sermon, and we're going to conclude with a really fascinating topic. First, I'm Wade. I'm Justin, and total, we've done 89 episodes. This is our 89th episode. We're getting to 100. What are we going to do when we hit uh, If If we were in karate school, what color belt would we have in podcasts? (laughs) We like a we like an orange degree orange uh, belt in podcast right now. I know that there's a black belt. Well, we're not black belts yet, and tell you that's that right all now. the belts that I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, white we're probably just white belts still. White is that belt the is, first one? Yeah, white belts is beginning, and then I think it's a blue. Okay, at least in jujitsu, it goes white belt, blue belt, purple belt, brown belt. Okay, black belt. Okay, so it just yeah. kind of gets darker over time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like your granite, soul. charcoal, then black. Uh, so yeah, maybe we're like, um, I don't say white, I'll say blue. Yeah, okay. I'll say blue. Yeah, blue belts. There and it is. If I can cut this table in half, then we'll be black. Man. Like the power team. <laughs> the power That's team. That's what this episode's John about. Jacobs. <laughs> That's what this episode's about. If you want to grow your church, get the power team. Yeah. <laughs> we're actually talking about uh, our ultimate list of sermon prep resources. So what does every pastor sort of need in their toolbox? So this entire season, we've been talking yeah. about the sermon from beginning to end. So like big idea, planning sermons, writing sermons, delivering sermons. And it's like, okay, now that we've gotten through that, what what do you have to have? Yeah. Uh, so like whenever I'm thinking through home repair, uh, I have like a little toolbox. I don't have a lot of tools, but I have like, here are the must have. Like I got to have like screwdrivers, I'm going to have this and that. So what are the must haves for preaching? And we're going to, we're going to talk about that today. You, a lot of the content we have today is actually from our Facebook group. So if you yeah. haven't joined our Facebook group, the pastor circle, it's a mm-hmm. great group uh, of pastors from all denominations. And we've worked really hard. I think everyone in the group has worked really hard to make it a group that's encouraging. Yeah. That is, uh, helpful that is practical and so i'm really proud of the group that we have on facebook the pastor circle and so we've asked a few questions and i you know if there was a people's episode right yeah this would be it this is for the people yeah this is this is really your he- answers if it's you're a healthy the- group like this is, I yeah. feel like, like there are a it lot is. of like i've been a part of pastors groups where it's just like it feels kind of toxic like all they do is argue and it's like all okay, the guys. time like if you're arminian and calvinist and like you've been that way your whole life and you're like 50, 60 years old, you're probably not going to change. You probably just don't need to be arguing with strangers about that online. Like, talk yeah. about it with your friends. And maybe you shouldn't join the pastor circle. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the pastor circle is a great place where people are like, hey, we're, we're kind of different. Uh, we had, you know, there are certain beliefs that maybe are, are different, but we want to help each other. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's been pretty. There was somebody who was talking in the pastor circle about um, church budgets, and he like used the hashtag. He's like, hashtag don't drop the mic because it's uh, expensive model or something like that. <laughs> and it was really funny. We've got great stuff happening in the pastor yeah. circle. Yeah. And so one of the questions we asked on you know, this whole season, like Wade mentioned, has been about sermons, the, mm-hmm. ser- the sermon, right? And so one of the questions we asked recently, I asked it, is why is sermon preparation important? Mm-hmm. And I thought we got some really great answers. We should probably say here's why we asked that. Yeah. Because a lot of people are listening to this and they're like, oh, of course like it's important. But you, every single yep. time we talk about sermon preparation somewhere, somehow... We put whether it's an ad or a Facebook post or whatever. Anytime we talk about it, people say, um, 
like where like where's the holy spirit and what you're talking about like if we say yeah hey, hey we, here's how you communicate properly like here's yeah. how you can and they're like just preach the gospel yeah yeah and, and then walks out <laughs> and it, or we talk about planning when we talk about planning people are like what like why uh why would i, I need to plan i just have the holy spirit i imagine a lot of those people might not even be pastors somehow they just sure. kind of get into this algorithm they yeah. argue with pastors so much they're in this pastor algorithm <laughs> um so, so we don't we don't assume anymore that everyone believes that sermon preparation is important yeah which you know uh so here's some here's some of the things that people had said and so even if you think it's important, these are really good thoughts. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, this is pretty, yeah. I like so this. Mark said the spirit can work just as much in the preparation as the presentation. Yeah, He right. said preparation shows respect to the scriptures. Preparation shows respect to uh, to the Lord. And preparation shows respect to your people that will hear your message. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, think about this, right? Uh, I listened to this history podcast. It's called The Rest is History. It's with uh, Tom Holland. It's not a Christian podcast, but Tom Holland's a Christian. It's really great. Not the Spider-Man kid. Yeah, I was about to say. No, he's the historian. This British historian. Um, And there's a series they did on, like, uh, Russia and Putin. And I was like, oh, man, like, I might know pieces of this, but I don't know this whole story. And I I just kind of thought through, what did it take to put together this podcast? And then I started thinking about preaching, and I was thinking to myself, okay, the idea of preparation is basically saying, I don't know everything, or if I feel like I have enough information, I still need to find a way to communicate it uh, to where everyone can understand it and where people can apply it to their life. And so whether you're doing, you know, when we think about doing a podcast on history or writing a book about history or something like that, we we understand like preparation is important. It's the same thing with the scripture. It's actually more important because we're teaching people about God. We're saying, hey, here's what, after study, here's what I believe the Bible is saying right here. And so why wouldn't we prepare uh, that? Why wouldn't we say, hey, I don't have all the answers. Like I've got to study or I've got to find a way to communicate this properly instead of just kind of like taking all the ingredients and just kind of throwing it on the table. Uh, so I, I really like what, what Mark says there. I, I, I mean, I think one of the reasons why I believe sermon preparation is important is because people, specifically your congregation, they are lazy. Mm. <laughs> and oftentimes their view of God is shaped largely in part by the words spoken by you on the during the weekend message uh whether that whether that's a good thing or a bad thing probably not a great thing right we want our people mm-hmm. to be in god's word themselves but um you know it's important i, I love <laughs> i said why is sermon preparation important and i love what lucas said he said why is cooking meat important mm-hmm. yeah yeah i don't like my chicken rare one time <laughs> that's it fool me once but not twice i saw I, did you see that it was it was viral what a few years ago where this lady had posted medium rare chicken tenders and she's like guys I, i've <laughs> yeah. never tried chicken tenders medium rare but they're amazing yeah, and yeah. i think she was saying it in jest she was joking but, yeah but people lost their minds they were out of control i mean they're calling like the health department on yeah. her like yeah please get this woman to stop <laughs> pump her stomach and, and the picture looked awful by the way <laughs> yeah it was just like, like the chicken was barely white like you know how the, it, it turns <laughs> yeah. white when you cook it it was like barely white it had like like uh pink edges yeah oh, makes me sick thinking about it and it's so important it's like um to take to take what we've learned about god or scripture and to find a way to help people to understand it and yeah. and, and, and s- preaching 
preaching is not always going to be super exciting. Like sometimes it might end up being boring to some people. That just happens. Yeah. Anytime you're learning about anything, sometimes it's like, okay. Uh, but if if there's a way for us to give people a light bulb moment, mm-hmm. give, give people an opportunity to understand something, like why, why wouldn't we do that? And we can't use the excuse of like, oh, well, these other people have been so creative, they've watered down the gospel, as an excuse not to try to make scriptures... Uh, exciting because scripture is exciting mm-hmm. scripture is very exciting like you read through the passages you read through we're, we're going through first corinthians as a church and just the drama in that congregation it's a super exciting it's like a almost like a uh, this not gossip column but it's just like wow there's like a there's a lot happening there's a lot of juice happening um but sometimes we don't we don't communicate that, and it's like it's boring. But it's like, no, the Bible is really exciting, um, and so we've we've got some really other great responses. Um, Clayton says because it's really important to present Scripture accurately to the best of our ability. We'll all disagree about what exactly that means, Scripture by Scripture, and of course, you're all wrong. Um, <laughs> but we've been entrusted with something really important. We need to do it well. He's like, we're going to disagree on certain things. Yeah. I mentioned Arminians and Calvinists, and um, but we really need to present Scripture accurately. I love what Sarah said. She said, because as pastors and preachers, we are tasked with going to Scripture on behalf of our congregation, and as such, we should do it well through prayer, self-study, commentary work, and knowing our congregation's spiritual mm-hmm. needs. Uh, and David said hey, it's important because it's respect to the text, relevance to the people. Those two don't happen by laziness. Man, that's such a great line, mm-hmm. David. Uh, to impact people, of course, one relies heavily on the Spirit, but without the diligence of the laborer, um, you know, it, 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 he said, without the diligence of the laborer, will not eat of the hire he has earned in the sense of faithfulness. So mm-hmm. uh, some good thoughts there. Yeah, so this is kind of like an encapsulation of what we've been talking about. This is the season finale of yeah. of our season two about the sermon. And so this is just a recap. Like, here's why it's important. And so, like I said, I think there are a lot of pastors who are like, oh, I, I agree. Um, but hopefully this is a good reminder that it's it's important. Like, And I've said this before, the things you say this Sunday, people are going to remember for the rest of their lives. Not everybody, right? Uh, it might be a sermon that most people end up like it. It's something they absorb, but they kind of forget in the long run. But they'll there might be a kid somewhere or there mm-hmm. might be an adult. You'll say a line and they will remember that forever. Um that's important. So, okay, let's get into uh, what every pastor needs to have in their preaching toolbox. And we've talked about commentaries, but uh, obviously you need a Bible. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully you got yeah. the good B-I-B-L-E. And obviously you need sermonary, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Our sermon writing hand hand. platform. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, and, and ministry pass, and that's really it. So we'll see you all next episode. Hey, thank you, guys. You're, you're, you're ready to go. Uh, you need a good commentary set. We yeah. actually do have some of these on sermonary. Wink, wink. Oh, okay. So, um, there it is. Uh, but you do need a good commentary set. A lot of people say, like, what? What are some good ones? We do have an episode that we'll put in the show notes of yep. where we talk through. I, uh, so I, I uh, have a master's degree in theological studies. I don't know Greek. I don't know Hebrew. And so if you do, that's really great. For me, I try to find some good commentaries 
from experts who know that and who can say, hey, here's an important word and here's what it means to trust the experts. So figure out kind of where you are at and go from there. I suggest having, Justin, um, two to three really good Mm -hmm. ones. Uh, I own the Expositor's uh, Bible Commentary. I love that one. I have Thomas Constable's Commentary. I... Uh, I, He's DTS, right? Uh, yeah, he, he, he was at DTS. I have some of the NIV application commentary, which is one of my favorites. So I have those, and my library has the rest. So if I'm preaching and I don't have that commentary, I go there. So I use the expositors every time. I use the NIV application every time. And then I kind of like rotate so you could have like Word Bible commentary, uh, the IVP Bible background commentary, uh, I have, I think I have some Tyndale commentaries. So make sure you found some good ones that work for you. And, and I, like I said, I would invest in one to two really good sets yeah. and then maybe find a way to borrow other sets from the library or maybe buy like a single volume as you're preaching. So I suggest two to three commentaries if you can. Yeah. You may have covered these. So we asked in, in our pastor circle group, what commentaries are your, you know, what's your favorite commentaries? So, Concordia commentary series, the IVP, you mentioned that, expositors, word biblical commentary, the Bible knowledge commentary, and then the preacher's outline in the sermon Bible commentary. I I, I saw something on Twitter. Uh, it's kind of a funny thing. Um, you know, Elon Musk just bought Twitter. Mm-hmm. And so people are making all these jokes. Well, it, you know, it costs $44 billion. Elon Musk, you know, uh, homelessness is $20 billion. And, and he could have... St- given every homeless person a million dollars and still have money left over yeah, or something. Yeah, so you know, the internet is really funny. They yeah. start coming up with all these like sarcastic jokes. Well, someone said with the money that Elon Musk bought Twitter, he could have used that to buy like a mid-level package with one commentary set on Logos, which yeah, is so yeah, funny. Yeah, Logos. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a big investment. And so I think what you could, if, if you have Logos, um, and that's that's really great, so use it. Yeah. Um, for me, I just my my parents got me the expositories commentary whenever I graduated, and I've used that and I love it. But it's okay to just buy a volume here or there. Yeah, especially if you're preaching through books of the Bible, that makes it super easy. Just put it in your yeah. church budget. So if you're preaching through First Corinthians, put it in your church budget yeah, to get like year. four commentaries yeah. and just and like go for it. Um, yeah, you and the other thing too, like with the commentary set, you don't have to. You can spend ten years accumulating, mm-hmm. you know, a decent set as you're working through different books of the Bible. Mm-hmm. So don't feel the pressure to get one all at once. If you have the budget and your church is going to pay for it, by all means, get it. Yeah, uh, yeah. But and, uh, and borrow some from pastors around you. Um, that's always been super helpful. Yeah. So uh, that that first tool, that's kind of like uh, the screwdriver of uh, sermon preaching. Uh, the second resource that everybody needs and. I think this is, I think it's easy to not have this is an illustration database. And here's what I mean by an illustration database. A place where you keep good illustration ideas. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are actually going to give you one. I've created, this is something I created actually personally. And then I was like, hey, should we give this away for the podcast? I created an Excel document with like different rows. And I have... One section is like, okay, what's what's the actual illustration? What's the application of the illustration? Where's the source? Is it a fact? Is it a story? Is it a statistic? Is it something from history? 
Uh, and so we have that, and you have all those rows. And what I do personally is when I come across something that's um, that I think, oh, that could be used as an illustration somewhere, I just put it in that document. And it, it could be a personal story about my life. It could be something I read about trees or World War II um, because every dad has to be super into World War II. And just put it in there. And um, But you need some sort of database. It could be a filing cabinet. It could be a folder on your computer. You just need to collect those and use those um, because illustrations, they just can be powerful. Yeah. Uh, Sermonary has a built-in illustration database. So if you're working in Sermonary, the Sermonary, for those of you that don't know, is our our sermon writing app. It's a drag-and-drop system. So you're not writing in Word north to south. You're you're adding content blocks. You're adding a Bible block. You're adding your title as a block. And then you can move those blocks all around, and the blocks are color-coded. So it just makes it really, really easy. Instead of having to print out your paper later and go through with a highlighter, you can color coordinate as you work. And what's really cool is you can open up a sermon illustrations block and just do a keyword search and it'll pull up a database and you can say you can look through different illustrations you're yeah. like you know what i really like that illustration it's a one click button add and it adds that whole illustration to your sermon just like that really really cool it's, it's sleek it's one of my favorite things about sermonary yeah we also have a, a website where you can get free sermon illustrations we publish one every single day a new one and it's called illustrations.bible mm-hmm. and that's a free website doesn't cost anything and we have hundreds hundreds maybe thousands by now because we've yeah. been publishing one day, a day for a few for years a long now time. Yeah. yeah it just keeps adding up uh, we've had some people uh, uh from our facebook group one person said pew research mm-hmm. pew, pew, pew 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 um there's a lot of great content there i think for sermon illustrations somebody said books uh, that's where i get mine and they they said Kindle books make it makes it easy to find references. I I don't do a lot of Kindle books, but you can add little notes to Kindle books, and so you can do like searches to be able to find those illustrations. Uh, of course, your own life. Um, but here's what I would say: is save your stories. So write them down, because if not, what will happen is every single personal story about your life, or ninety percent of them, is like so. Earlier this week, you'll take stories from that week and you'll try to like force like, it. Yeah, they're like a they're like square, and you'll try to push them into like this circle hole. So keep your stories. And of course, you mentioned we have those on Ministry Pass and our sermon series guides, and our built-in sermonary library. So uh, if you want that Excel document to be able to save your own. Uh, sermon illustrations just go to hellochurchpodcast.com forward slash database so hellochurchpodcast.com forward slash database we'll also have this in the show notes it's just a simple excel document that i created um but it's super useful super useful yep uh another resource is of course study bible we, we mentioned this earlier hopefully that's like number one on your list uh i i love the NLT Life Application Study Bible. Hmm. I've been using NLT for a while. I do like the ESV as well, the ESV Study Bible. And then, um, you know, we we had several people. What's what? Here's what I love about our Pastor Circle group. There's so many different pastors from all walks of life, from mm-hmm. every state in the union and beyond, right? And all different types of denominations, all different perspectives. Uh, and and they all have different preferences. So we asked, hey, what's your favorite study Bible to use? And so here's some of the, the, the list we got. ESV Study Bible, I mentioned that. CSB Study Bible, 
Then they also said the CSB Ancient Faith Study Bible. I didn't even know that was there. So the NASB Zondervan Study Bible. Mm -hmm. The New King James Study Bible. You got a HarperCollins Study Bible. ESV Women's Study Bible. The NIV Study Bible. I I don't see it on this list before I finish. Did you did you ever get the leadership oh, study Bible? No, the I John didn't. Maxwell Bible? No, no, no. I mean, John Maxwell has his own Bible. <laughs> I have but I was gonna say, uh growing up in the Assemblies of God, I used to have the Fire Bible. Oh, the, the fire, fire Bible. Which actually I thought it was pretty good. I think Re- I have a copy. Remember somewhere. everything in the nineties was like fire. Yeah. Uh-huh. Fire by it's, night. Well, and it's funny because you'd be like, you'd go to church and they're like, hey, come take your kids to our youth group. Fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, our youth group was uh it, when it, where I was junior high pastor, it was fire life. Fire life. Hey kids, come to fire life. Come to Hell House. There's lots of fire. <laughs> come to gasoline. <laughs> and its parents are like, wait a second, this sounds really dangerous. Yes. I don't know. My kids should go. Yes. (laughs) Um, And and here you might be thinking, like study Bible. I a study Bible is kind of like a really really simple uh, commentary where uh, you get like when you go to the front of a book, it gives you just the basics of the authorship and the date and the setting, and then as you read through, there's different notes on the bottom. Here's why I think that's helpful is because. A really good study Bible does a good job of taking the Bible text and helping um, anyone understand it. So if you read those notes, they're very easy to understand because they're writing to the average person. And so it helps me to kind of read through that sometimes because if I'm not careful, I can get up here with my commentaries and I just have trouble finding a way to communicate it to everybody. Uh, and so a study Bible could kind of help you do that. So I think it's a really good, I think it's a good tool I, to have. And, and let me say this, I, we're not affiliated with them at all, but I'm just huge fans of their work, Paul's Leather Co. So if, oh, yeah, let's fine. say you have a Bible that you've used for a long time and it's falling apart, mm-hmm. you should send it to Paul's Leather Co. You can actually send them your Bible and they will recover it with a beautiful leather cover, you can, a leather uh, cover and you can choose the colors. You can have it engraved if you like, but it's beautiful, wonderful work. Or you can just, you know, let's say you're like, hey, I, I love preaching from the ESV. They have lots of different ESV Bibles on there. And they, it's the best Bible I've seen in mm. your hands. Like it just yeah. feels so great. It's wonderful, great for preaching, but also great for for you to have personally. If you just want like a really nice Bible, um, I would check yeah. out Paul's Leather Co. Or like you have a, a, a heirloom Bible that has been passed down yeah. from generations, and the covers like beat up. Totally, you can, you can do that. Uh, resource number four is, uh, and we've talked about this a bunch, is having a sermon calendar. And the reason that you need a sermon calendar is so that you can begin thinking through your mm-hmm. topics. And we had somebody from the pastor circle, we read it already, but they said the Holy Spirit can can work before uh, we take the stage in our preparation. And so instead of putting the Holy Spirit in a box and saying, well, the only, Holy Spirit only helps me while I'm on stage, um, pray and say, God, what would you like me to do over the next 12 months? And you put down what you feel like the Holy Spirit is telling you need to preach on, what book of the Bible, what text. And then you can, you can begin thinking about those things beforehand and researching those things beforehand. And that's what makes like an illustration database so helpful is, or seminary so helpful because you just take, like, if you think of something, you just put it into that message. Mm-hmm. And, and for seminary, you can just kind of put it into a block 
on that message, and you might not be preaching it for three months, but when you open it up, you're like, whoa, I have like five different ideas about this text or thoughts about the text or illustration ideas. And and that's super helpful. So make sure you have a sermon calendar. I think if you're early, if you're new to preaching and you don't have that much experience, one of the best ways you can improve as a communicator is to have a calendar, a preaching calendar, where you sort of establish a roadmap for where you want to go over the next few months. Mm-hmm. And you can begin to add in, you know, you consider each sermon a bucket. And you just start adding in those buckets. You, yeah. you hear it, you read a story here, you, you know, come across something here, you, you read in the commentary. You're studying for this sermon, but you see something in the commentary that would be great in this bucket over here. And you begin to fill those buckets over time so that when you get to each week, that bucket already has a bunch of of tools, you know, or ammos, so to speak, in the bucket for you to, to use. And you're not just starting with an empty bucket every single week. Yeah. So and I think it's important if, you, if you're new to preaching, you need a calendar, but you also just need repetition, right? You need practice. You just need to preach and to mm-hmm. gain experience. If you've been preaching for a long time, I think one of the best ways for you to improve as a communicator is for you to preach less. Mm. And the one, the way that you do that is you have a calendar again so that you can have other people come alongside you and teach with you uh, um, on on that calendar. And so the easiest way to incorporate people into a preaching team is to have a calendar. Without that, it's 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 really hard to ha- have a Sunday off mm. because you're not planning ahead. And so I'm a big believer in having a sermon calendar. It has uh, just a n- numerous. Uh, amount of benefits for the new preacher or the seasoned preacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's just incredibly important. Um, we've got our our last resource um, is basically an idea library or a research bookmark, and basically we're thinking through something that's similar to the illustration database where you keep ideas. Uh, and it, kind of a good example would be if you run across an article. Uh, in the New York Times, or maybe something that's not necessarily Christian, um, but you run across it and you're like, wow, that really helps to express how depressed we all feel in the world, or this idea that the Bible speaks about. You can just take that and put it down into your idea folder, into seminary, into a research bookmark, whether that's on your browser somewhere. And so that whenever you're preaching on that topic, you could say, Hey, I read this, I read this article about depression and here's what the article said. And let's, let's read what the Bible says about us going through these difficult circumstances. So make sure you have, it's either an idea library or a research bookmark system where you can kind of collect this material. Yeah. I, one of the things I love about seminaries, you can create a new sermon in seminary, add some ideas, save it, and then come back to it weeks later. Yeah. And so you have it. It's, you know, Evernote is similar, right? The seminary is just built for everything sermon specific for pastors, but Evernote is the same way, right? You can uh, form this collection of um, ideas and notes and you save them. I know John Maxwell, he. Uh, he's old school, right? He's an older guy, so he's problem. His habit, right? His system is he hears a quote or he reads something, he writes it on a note card and mm-hmm. has it in a file cabinet. Um, so again, whatever system works for you, but make sure you have something. Yeah. Make sure you do have something. Yeah, I mean, it would be great to have some sort of system or database, even in seminary, and maybe like there's there's an idea section that one that says like marriage or mm-hmm. parenting or the Holy Spirit. Uh, whatever it is, and you just 
throw all that in there. So whenever you touch on those topics, you've got that. So those are some of our tools. We'd love to get your thoughts. What are some great tools that yeah. you feel like you need to have in your toolbox? So that's season two, season two. of Hello Church Podcast, the season of the sermon. Season of the sermon. we got some great stuff. We're going to be talking about the service in our next season of Hello Church. That's coming up in the future. So make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. So you make sure you get those episodes and comment with any questions or ideas that you have here on YouTube or using the hashtag Hello Church Pod. Yeah. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, The Pastor Circle. We'd love to see you there. We'll see you.